0: you don't see any light in the darkness, you've got to know then that you are the light. That's it. That's all you have. If you're alone in darkness, you are the light. You need to shine. You need to believe in yourself. You need to look yourself in the mirror, whatever it is. You need to give yourself that pep talk. You need to know that you are the light. Welcome to Becoming Frank. This is a podcast about one man's descent into darkness in his quest to find himself again. A journey of self-discovery, self-realization, and hope. An attempt at taking an in-depth, honest, and truthful look at himself. Welcome to Becoming Frank. Alright everybody, welcome to episode 11, the final episode of Becoming Frank probably the final episode. (laughs) Not just this year, probably won't do this anymore. I I don't know. We'll see. Um, But for right now, this is probably the final time I'm doing it. And it was a great experience. I learned a lot. Um, Hell, I didn't know that I could put together a podcast that quick and actually have it up and published and Moving along and having people that listened, even though it's there's not a whole lot of you out there, I'm grateful for the ones that do listen. Um, hopefully, you've gotten something from this. Um, and here we go, episode 11. So, uh, a lot of things I've been, uh, I don't know, through. I've been in a really good, good spot, really, really good lately. Life's been good. I mean, I've been dealing with everything that's come up. Um, handling it, recognizing it a lot sooner before things get out of control, you know, recognizing when um, triggers are happening and remaining happy as best I can. You know, everybody has their momentary moments, but uh, not letting them get out of control is the important part. Feeling in control is the very important part. Knowing you're in control is the... State you need to get to where we know, okay, I'm in control of everything. So everything, no matter what happens, it's how it happens. My thing lately, you know, I'm always doing the two, four, um, philosophy, I guess is what I'm kind of calling it. Two, four philosophy where, you know, this doesn't, somebody's not doing something to you. They're doing it for themselves. um, this isn't happening now my late thing is this isn't happening to you this is happening for you so whenever something happens then i'm able to try to remember okay this isn't happening to you this is happening for you and it's giving you an opportunity for something what is a something what's the opportunity you're being pre- presented and so that's where i you know the two four philosophy and i've really kind of been working on that i might end up trying to expand that a little further maybe write something um, that I put together a book or something that expands on that a lot and kind of helps people to really change their mindset around that. It's worked for me to try to always stay in that, not to four. if you could always try to remember that and you know, I've even got four is twice as valuable as two. So, That's, I don't know. I I got a lot of things to expand upon that, and that's just me meandering and rambling, which you know if you've listened to my podcast, that's what I do. But there is something that uh, doesn't actually fit perfectly into that window, and it's something that um, in uh, May of this year, beginning of May, um I had a memory come back that um a long repressed memory um, and it was something that happened to me now I'm sure the person that did it was doing it for them, but it was definitely something that happened to me because I was a child um, i don't know how old I was i this is I I, as the memory came back to me, I was like, damn, I wish my mom was alive because I would really like to talk to her because she would probably have a pretty good recollection of when and probably what happened because I'm sure my whole personality changed um, afterwards and I'm sure I just didn't want to talk about it. Um, so, I yeah, um, I was molested. Um, I was in the scouts. We were out on a camping trip. Um, I was in a tent with an older scout. And um, he I <laughs> raped me, I guess is the best way to say it. But, you know, it's it's really hard for me to talk about because the first thing I say when I say those things is why didn't I fight him off? But I was a child, and I didn't really know what was going on at the time. And I really don't even... I can't even tell you now what really happened. Like, I don't... I remember being outside the tent afterwards, crying and screaming and just... Not screaming out loud, but making enough of a fuss because I was freaking out because I knew something had broken and it was going to be unfixable. And I remember barely... I Like, I can't remember exactly, but I remember uh, the scoutmaster, one of the leaders coming in and screaming at me like, what the hell is wrong with you? Why are you... Because it was pouring rain. Of course It was... Um, and it's muddy, and I'm standing there, he's what the hell is wrong with you? You know, why are, and I'm like, I couldn't say anything because I was, I guess, scared, embarrassed, thought I had done something wrong. But that's, you know, that's it. I don't, I don't remember other than glimpses and memories, bits and, little bits and pieces. And the um, thing is, I know I'm not alone. You know, I know a lot of, a lot of people have been victims of abuse when they're childs, when they were children. Um, I had, I just, before doing this podcast, I I looked up a few stats, just, (laughs) I never look up stats or anything when I'm rambling on my podcast, I just go, but I did on this to see, you know. Stuff that I already know that everybody knows, but nobody wants to talk about it. You know, ninety-three percent of molestations are happen to people who know the person. You know, they're familiar with them or something crazy like that. I, I mean, it's um, yeah. I am getting a little flustered right now even talking about this. So the thing is that most of the pe- most of the children that are molested are molested by people they know. Um, more than half are family members. Um, more than a quarter of them, I think, or are, are slightly, or a third of them are are acquaintances. And then there's like a real, less than 10% are strangers. So it's mostly people they know or situations they're um, familiar with where obviously it takes a unfamiliar turn. And as a child, I guess you don't know, I don't know, I, I can't. It was different in my day, too. Like, there wasn't so much awareness of it. Um, I I would like to believe that I came home and my mom saw something wrong in me and was like, what's the matter? And I'm pretty sure I said, leave me alone. I don't want to talk about it. I'm fine, you know. And apparently I, you know, buried it, buried it, which is I'd imagine happens because it was isolated for me. Um, it was one incident. It wasn't, you know it didn't continue on, at least not that I am aware of and mean, maybe I, maybe it did happen again afterwards and I just blocked it out. Um, what I can tell you is though, now that I am aware of it, know that it happened, um, puts my life in an entirely, entirely new light shines a new light on it entirely. Um, but, I mean, I have so much stuff that I go through my head now since once this happened, this was back in May when I, cause I, I when I first had the inkling of it and my first reaction was, is this real? Am I making this up now? Is this some kind of, I'm like, why would I make that? Why would my mind create something like that? And then, no, I, I remember standing in the rain and crying and screaming and I remember the feeling of being penetrated and um, him finishing, I guess. Just, um, but anyway, I don't want to dwell on that because I'm not ready for that. And it's not something I don't think I'm going to put out public consumption too much. Probably need therapy officially now. I don't think uh, doing a Becoming Frank podcast is going to uh, find the answers or solve... Not find the answers because I'm 55 years old, so... Um I've already lived the damage. You know, now going forward is gotta be positive and I'm not gonna let this be something that's gonna take me back down. I'm just acknowledging it and I know I'm not alone. Like I said, I know I'm sure within every family, my family, your family, everybody's family, there's been instances of this. And which you know, it's America's not America's, it's societies humanity's dirty little secret. Um, But I said, I just look back, I'm like, well, maybe this is why I didn't have kids. You know, maybe there is a part of me, I know there's been times in life. i said, I've said it when I was younger, you know, "Ah, why would I bring a kid into this world? There's enough hatred and nastiness going on in this world that I don't want to bring a kid into this. So somewhere buried inside of me was the remnants of that memory that I wasn't Dealing with that repressed memory that was like, no, I don't want, I know how I got hurt. I'm not going to let that happen to a kid. I don't know. I'm sure, I know. I mean, maybe that's one of the reasons why I drank so much, you know, um, on some level. Maybe I was burying it because it didn't come back till I was sober for almost a year and a half. You know, then finally I was like, wait, did that happened to me? Now... I mean, I'm going to, there was a, if I'm going to really say, you know, okay, sexual assault underage or molesting, there is a, you know, there was another incident too when I was a teenager but wasn't yet illegally adult, which involved a older woman uh, who I was babysitting for. I'm not going to get into too much details because I don't really want too many people to know about it and I don't want people to figure out who it was. But anyway, um... But, you know, I was willing at that time. I knew what was going on. Uh, But technically, yes, I was still underage and she was older and she shouldn't have done it with me, but it happened. It did. Um, I said, I... I... um, I didn't know if I really wanted to talk about this because... Man, it's, it's embarrassing, it's um, hurtful, I guess, not hurtful, but it's just, it's pretty intense, man, it's, it makes you start to question your whole life and your decisions and your feelings of trust and how you went about love and fears, and just, I don't know, I really, I know that I'm okay now, that's the thing, is I I know it happened, I'm dealing with it, Um, like I said, I probably should speak to someone, get a therapist or something, and work out other things that I don't know that are going on in my mind, because um, hell, if I could keep that repressed for 40 some odd years, or whatever it was, because I figure I was probably about 10 years old or so when it happened I I don't I don't know like I said I really do wish there was someone like my mom that I could talk to um I guess I could talk to my dad but um I don't think he would recognize he was a worker all the time workaholic never was really around so he probably wouldn't have noticed there were no difference really um but uh yeah so there you go um, that was the thing that I was kind of alluding to that I said, I didn't really, <laughs> that I wasn't sure whether I wanted to talk about because like I said, it's very personal. It's very, um, I, I, I said embarrassing, but I don't really want to, I don't really think that's the correct term because it's not something that I have, that I should be embarrassed about. It happened to me. Um, again, like I said, there's a, my thing where I always have this philosophy that things don't happen to you, they happen for you, or people aren't doing things to you, they're doing things for them. And that as long as you always kind of keep that in your mindset, and that you're not doing things to somebody, you're doing things for you. If you always keep that as your mindset, then you should be on a good uh, path. But, you know, this thing kind of throws everything into disarray on that because, whether this person was doing it for them because they felt a need to be pleasured, um, they did do something to me. And it wasn't something that was okay. Um, And so, like I say, I'm sure I'm not the only person this has happened to. I'm sure there's a lot of people that have had um, experiences like this. And it really sucks and I, I, you know, I guess I'm not the person to really I shit. I, I don't know. Where am I going with this? How do I even get out of this hole? I mean, um Dan, this is a serious, 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 serious subject that I am not skilled enough to advise or Um, help on I you know I said I need to go find out some help for myself on this one and um, yeah so there's that but I'm not going to dwell on it anymore because I don't want to because um, like I said I'm dealing with it now that I know it happened it's so long ago Um, obviously it definitely has affected me on multiple multiple levels of my life Um, but What matters is where I'm at now, and I'm in a good space now, Um, very happy that I'm not where I was, but not yet content to where I want to be, but I can see where I want to go, and that's important, because we sometimes get trapped into this space where we can only focus on the darkness, the negativity that we're in right then, and that's all we see, and we start to believe it doesn't matter. No matter what I do, no matter how I try, it's always going to be like this. And that's the part of your brain that wants to keep you there, because that's that's def- that's the self defeating. You know, you are you're self defeating when you believe when you start to believe that, then you're not going to find the way out because you're not going to see the way out. So you have to be able to keep your mind open and know. Like I, said, I my thing lately is that. If you don't see any light in the darkness, you got to know then that you are the light. That's it. That's all you have. If you're alone in darkness, you are the light. You need to shine. You need to believe in yourself. You need to look yourself in the mirror, whatever it is. You need to give yourself that pep talk. You need to know that you are the light. Um, Recently, uh, somebody told me this in a I'm not a very re- big religious person um I am spiritual, not religious um but uh it was a person who had talked to a woman who had survived um the concentration camps in the holocaust, and um she talked about how like they were left you know left to uh die pretty much and just you wanted to die. But you wanted to live just to spite them, like you didn't want the Germans to—not the Germans. I always correct myself when I say that the Nazis, because different. There's a big difference. The Nazis—they—they um, they weren't going to kill you, and some of them they liked watching them suffer. So you wanted, to, but you wanted to stay so, to alive just not to give them the satisfaction. But she's, she said that she had watched her best friend die, and her best friend had given up faith said, if there's no God, you know, um, there is no God. And she's given up her faith. And I can understand why, but she died and the other woman survived. And she believes that it was her faith that she believed that there is no, this is what the quote was, there's no pit so deep and dark that God can't reach down and grab you. I said, I'm not a big religious person, but... I'm a spiritual person, and I can say, I would put my saying on it, there is no pit so deep and dark that spirit can't reach down and grab you and lift you out of it. And you know who I believe spirit is? Us. It's your higher being, your higher sense. It's all part of who you are. And there's a part of you, your spirit guides, your angels, your higher self, the soul that you are beyond this lifetime that is there that wants you to succeed that wants to pull you up out of whatever darkness you're in that wants to reach out and lift you up and you just gotta grab on to that hope and know and know if you believe that you'll be pulled through said this woman holocaust survivor she believes that it was her faith in god I believe you need to have faith in God, spirit, yourself, your soul and know that nothing is permanent. Nothing is permanent. Even death isn't permanent. Does that mean I believe in reincarnation? Damn right. Um, But nothing is permanent. Life isn't permanent. Pain isn't permanent. Pleasure isn't permanent. Um, There's, you know, there's a big thing there. Pleasure without pain, do you understand pleasure? Without pleasure, do you understand pain? You need everything. So when you're down and you're feeling pained and like everything's wrong and there's nothing that can get you out of this pit, know that it's temporary. It's only temporary. Literally, it will end when you stop believing it's permanent. As soon as you convince yourself that this is not going to be like this forever, I am going to change it. I'm going to change it. I'm going to make it different. I'm going to do something different today that's going to change this. It's going to open Up my pathway and I'm going to get the hell out of this darkness because I can't take it anymore and a lot of times it takes a leap of faith a radical shift a radical shift a radical change and most of us are afraid are very afraid to take that leap and to make that radical shift but sometimes It ain't gonna change without it. And you gotta, you gotta do it. Other times, it could be just a simple little thing. It could be just changing your mindset. When you wake up in the morning, instead of going, God, here we go again, to going, all right, here we go again, let's go do this. I got some opportunity to make people happy, and to be happy, and to shine light, and let light shine on me. I know that's, you know, happy-go-lucky sounds silly for me to, it's easy, oh, easy for you to say, but it, it matters. I know, I do it, you know, I, I do both. I got up yesterday morning before going to work, and I was like, ah, Christ, here we go. Uh, no, 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 here's an opportunity to go shed some light. Now, you know, do I keep that going on all day? no, I'm human, you know, there's things during the day where I'm like, and I start to get a little aggravated, but, you know, I get, back, I get back under control, I say, you know what, no, we're not going there, we're not doing this today, go t- put myself in time out, think happy thoughts, look for, you know, signs in nature for something, okay, there's a rabbit, oh, what's that, okay, there's, you know, anything, and just get it back under control, uh, so I don't spin out. So there you go, folks. Like I said, I think um, I'm gonna, this is going to be it. This is my last one. Um, just kind of rambling, um, most, as all of them were. This has obviously been something for me to get stuff off of my chest, get stuff out, you know, to uh, make me deal with it to not keep it in the darkness of myself. You know, I I had to... Bringing things to light makes me have to face them and deal with them and navigate my own way through them, which is what we all have to do. There, you know, know, there are dark places inside us all. We all have secrets, dark places that we hide away um, and we don't want to deal with. But they... If we don't deal with them, they deal with us. And they are gonna affect you somehow. So you have to shine a light on those dark places. Find whatever positive thing you can find out of it. You know, I said, okay, so that, I was molested when I was 10 years old, when I was into scouts. And you know what? Now I know about it, now that I, it's front and center, I'm dealing with it. It was not me. I didn't do anything wrong. Um, none of it has anything to do with anything that I, you know, that, well, what was that? I mean, everything has everything to do with it. I'm just trying to, well, eh, no, I didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah, it had a lot to do with everything. But now it's not going to have anything to do with anything going forward anymore because it's not a big secret. It's not something that I've hidden. That's not something that I've locked away. So now, it doesn't have any power anymore. Shine a light on it, take its power away. Anything that you're afraid of, anything that you have fear about, shine light on it, take its power away. Illuminate it, and it's no longer a secret, it's no longer dark, it's no longer a fear, it's now something you've conquered. And that's what we all need to do. Anything that you have fear, anxiety, trepidation, put a light on it, shine a light on it, open it up, look at it, deal with it, Kill it, knock it down, destroy it, make yourself happy again, put it away forever, move on, get up, go, shine, become the light you need to be, and take that light to the world, shine that light on the world. That's what we're here for. We're all humans. We're all designed truthfully, truthfully to bring happiness to each other. And that's so hard to do in this world, it's so hard to do in this lifetime. But that's our test. That's our challenge. That's our gift, is to make others happy, to try to improve others' lives. And it starts with improving our own lives. We are our biggest student. We are our biggest teacher. It all begins within, and then it goes without. Peace out.